If you're enjoying the show and want more, check out loudpipes.net slash donate. For as little as $1 per month, you'll gain exclusive access to the Loud Pipes after show, The Downshift, as well as other content and sneak peeks available only to our supporters. Better yet, come ride with us. Step up to $5 a month and receive an invitation to the monthly video hangout and the Riders of Loud Pipes private social network. Hang out in the clubhouse with other riders, chat with us on show topics, and so much more. Loudpipes.net slash donate. It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Maracle. Loud Pipes, episode 85. We've hit the indicated speed limit of cars from the 80s. And I swear, if we have to record this episode again, that might be the last. Brother Hogan, I hope you're drinking your sorrows away. What's going on? Oh, man, I'm drinking a copper tonight. And yes, I'm working on finishing the first one, cracking open the second one. And hopefully we can get this show wrapped up and in the envelope. In the can. That would be nice. Right. Mr. Miracle, running the board. Working the mix, putting down the tracks, whatever it is he does. How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. We are recording in Studio East tonight. We are, man. I I got the setup all running for us. Since you guys are off galvanting for a change instead of <laughs> instead of me, I'm home. So one of us is working. Work travel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so so you're working, huh, Rico? Yeah, I'm working too. Really hard. Really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah working that handicap. <laughs> oh, that's what you're yeah, going to yeah. play some golf, huh? Must be nice. That's what I've been doing. That's oh, what I've been doing, brother. Must be nice. So, so, John? so Mr. Warfield. Beer? Yes, sir. Beer. Yes. Since uh, I'm going for another repeat, unfortunately, so don't... uh. Take my man car away too quickly. So it's another, it's another, I'm having the day blazer again. So, all right. At least it's not an apple juice. No, no apple juice, my friend. Are you drinking orange <laughs> juice? Pretty close. Nice. <laughs> I have a line and cuggle summer shandy. So, yes, it is brewed with lemonade. Oh, Fantastic. Nice close, and, John. Nice and tasty. Mm hmm. Mm. <sighs> Lovely. Good, good. All right, now before we get started, let's give everyone a quick little background. The last few weeks, we haven't put out a show, and not for the lack of effort or trying. I had packed up the whole studio, rode over to see Rico a couple weeks ago as he was about to do the Roadhogs ride. And of course, we got all set up and realized one key cable was missing to record. And by then it was late, really late. So that didn't happen. Rico was gone for the week. And then I traveled the following week for business. So again, packed up the studio, took it with me. Rico and I got together, recorded a wonderful episode, which was to be 85. Wonderful. wonderful. So much fun. We were, we were together drove, in the hotel. I drove room. hours. I drove uh, 11 hours to get there. John, John had something to do. So it, you know, it wasn't the same, but it was still a lot of fun having Rico in the same room. 
And when I looked at the recording at the end of the night, Rico's track was not recorded. (laughs) So we just had an episode of me. And then you could just faintly hear Rico in the distance as he was picking up from my mic a little bit. Right. We just couldn't, we couldn't publish that on air for everybody to ream us over. So we decided to punt it again. Yeah. Get rid of that. Punt it again. And let's do it again tonight. So if this doesn't work tonight, this episode is going to be what number rich? (laughs) 85 is the number. It's, it's supposed, supposed to, be. to be 85, but this is like 85, third attempt. You yeah. know what's sad, guys? 88. Is that we had the same problem with 80. We couldn't get 80 out either. Maybe we should just run it oh. up to 100 and start over. Right. <laughs> or or the fact is, is the podcast gods were in my favor, and they, you guys were... It, came down to i wasn't there and i had to be there maybe let's hope that's that could be it that could be it that could be it so here we are just wouldn't write without you all right well we're we're all together now and have a couple of quick little announcements before we get too far i have posted a a ride video from actually it was from the fall this was the dyna lowrider s so that should be on youtube by now if we haven't mentioned that before and i want to give a shout out to Our first five riders, Marcus and Rickard, over in Sweden, they're going to be doing a ride up to the, what did he call it, the Northern Northern Territory or Northern Region, but there's a a custom bike show up there, and we're going to put a link to it in the show notes. It's custombikeshow.se, and they're just basically looking to see if there are other Loud Pipes listeners in the area that want to ride up with them or, or meet up at the bike show and hang out. So check out the link to that in the show notes, and if you're in in Sweden or any anywhere near that area, uh, reach out to us and we'll put you in contact with Marcus and Rickard. So I think that would be a cool ride if there's anyone else over there listening. Sweet, sweet, so sweet, sweet, so sweet, so sweet. All right, John, new topics. Hit it. Stick. Looking me in shape. Ooh, it's is on it. Hey, gotta make my paycheck somehow. Uh, so do we start with rehashing the Flying Fortress from last episode? Rico with the Roadhogs, or do we hit Johnny with the Spider F3? Let's do the Spider F3 since that's fresh in his mind. Then we'll that's what I was lollygag over to the Flying Fortress. Yeah, yeah, because we we've rehashed we've hashed it out already. This will be a another yeah. round so i, I kind of want to pick john's brain on his demo ride and then we'll we'll come back to those two okay what would you like to know so john what did you yes, what did you ride recently so a few weeks ago i went over to uh team power sports in garner had a the demo truck for KM was down and i went over and rode an f3 s model Ooh. it was all the the matte black so uh, does this one yeah. have a clutch or no? no, they're all automatics. So, er? interesting. Yeah, I think they do that. For all the demo, they bring all the demos with the semi-automatic ones. Semi-automatic. And so you're packing. I see. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. So it has the uh, inline three Rotex of the thirteen thirty. Man. <laughs> Johnny Likey. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Thinking about upgrading. Not yet. 
That's all he needs to say, pretty much. I get it. I know, right? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that motor, my God, goes. Uh, it just had no problems. Whatever you want to do, that motor was ready to rock and roll. And there's a YouTube video. I put a YouTube video up on my channel of the video. Um, what's really cool, if you guys watched it, when I fast forward, it sounds like a race car engine. Yeah, I, I like that little really? speed up section that you did. That was kind of funny. Yeah, so it's kind of funny sitting there and listening to like a race engine running. So that that was really cool. Uh, the bike, uh, the you know, the part that kind of sucks about the the spider is the trunk itself is down is half the size from mine, and there's really like not a lot of room. Okay, um, that's one downside I'll say to it, and the front end. I wish they would do something different with the front end, but it's all due to up front is where the radiator is for the engine. Since it's such a bigger engine, you know, they have to, the cool radiators are there. So that's one of the differences. The other thing I noticed was the power steering was a lot more responsive hmm. than mine. It felt a lot easier to turn it with the bike. And the one thing I was worried about when I saw the F3 compared to the RSS is the seat position. I didn't know if I'd like the forward seat position. Forward, the it, forward controls, yeah. Yeah, the forward controls. So I really, it wasn't bad. It was a lot more comfortable than I thought and really enjoyed the bike. So there's my little tidbit. Now, I, I noticed a couple of differences here. They still have Brembo brakes on them, but I noticed instead of Fox racing shocks, they're now Saks big bore. Are they? I didn't notice that. Yeah, I'm just looking on, on the site here. I was just trying to get some specs, but how, how was the handling on this compared to your RSS? If you could tell it on a demo pace. It surprised me. I think it been re- it's just as responsive as my RSS in the turns and the twisties, if not better. Hmm. You know, it just felt like I thought the cruising position of it would be kind of more difficult, wouldn't be as, as quick and responsive, but it, it really was. Yeah. So, um, if I had to get one, I would have to get these tour packs for the back for all my long trips I do, or the saddlebags for the side. I'd have to get. Let me correct on the shocks, John. I'm sorry. the the S The F three S does have Fox podium shocks. I'm sorry. I was looking at the F three. Okay. So go ahead, Rico. Sorry. Now I was going to say this thing looks look look a little bit more. It looks a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. The front end is kind of weird looking. I wish it was a little different design in the front, but it's for airflow. Um, the, oh, the other downside I didn't like about it was the turn signals on it was really hard to see on the dash. No I windscreen to, either. Yeah, I had no, I had no windscreen on that one that I rode. So that might be one thing I would probably put on it would be a windscreen. I got used to windshields. I know, Rich, you hate them. But. Uh, don't hate it. I just don't need it. So that was uh, with that and kind of, yeah. So what other questions you guys got? Well, okay. So you mentioned the, that you were hesitant about the, the position of your feet. So, so does that, do you get the sense that you'd be able to do a longer stint with this position than you can with the more sporty position? Yeah, I, I think I, I could because with the you know with you rich on the on the cruiser bike, I mean you know you can move your feet around a lot more, and different positions. And where this, I could move my feet around a little more than on the 
sport position that I have on the RSS. But you can't stand up, though. Yeah, you can't stand up. That'd be one little Uh-oh. issue. And the stand up comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're going down the road and you want to stretch your, you know, reposition or something. Um, the other thing with the with the F3 is it has the UFIT system. So the pegs and the handlebars have multiple multiple positions that you can relocate for your size. Handy. Handy. Yep. So that's one cool thing about it. I'm trying to think. This panel, I mean, it was nothing fancy on the cluster panel. Um, same pretty much controls as the RSS on the, you know, throttle. The, the one sad part, and I know if you've done sputter rides, Rich, you know, it kind of, you sit there and you have to go around this course so that you can drive, drive this thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I own one over there. So, yeah. oh, we got to see you go around us. And this, so, this is showing a 6.5 gallon. Oh, that's storage, not fuel. Okay. I was wondering if the yeah. fuel tank was any bigger on this one. No, I think it's still a six. Oh, that's the other cool thing they've changed on the, on the, with the F3 is that the gas tank is not under the seat. It's in the front of you. So that that's one thing nice that I would like over the RSS when, you know, under the seat is a pain. When you go to a stop or have luggage that you got to, you know, if you have anything holding the seat down, yeah, you got to unstrap it, get the seat up, then you can get the gas in. Well, Rico, so, now I know why he was giggling. It's a 115 horsepower and 96 foot-pounds of torque. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's another it's another fifteen horsepower and if it's ninety six, another sixteen pounds of foot of torque is the difference. And it weighs oh she's heavy. Is it right around like nine hundred? Yeah, dry weight eight ninety nine. So Yeah, so it's another hundred pounds. It's nine yeah, but gotta be at least nine fifty ready to run. Right. That's that's roadmaster territory right there. I know, right? Oh, 7.1 gallon fuel tank with a 1.2 gallon reserve. Wow. Huh. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> right? For real. Yeah, I think you're doing some more information. I got. Yeah, so that's a pretty good tank because I only got a uh, six gallon in mine. Right. So you're able to do that U fit system. So that allows you to slide the foot pegs forward. Up and down, yep. or backwards or forward. Yep, there's three. I the think same with the handlebars, right? Yes. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And then while we're there, and and Rich will cut into this a little feedback is that I met another uh, gentleman there that has a an RT, uh, Dave Nipple, and uh, you said Nipple. You said Nipple. I knew he was going there. I was just waiting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, proceed, John. <laughs> so, so I met him and gave him some cards and talked to him about the show. And a really cool guy, and his uh, he's an amputee on the right leg, so knee below is gone. Hmm. So, you know, he rides it and found him at his web his Facebook page. And if you want to touch his story, go read his Facebook post about him. Uh, I won't go into details, but it's a very interesting little post about what happened. Okay. So, so it makes you stop and think. Oh well, it's cool that you got to you got to chat with a, a fellow spider rider. Yep, it was. It was really cool. And some of the guys from my uh, that I hang out with on the Moto Mino went with me. Another guy speak uh, went as well and rode. And in fact, there's another demo day here uh, 
the dealership I bought my bike from here uh, June 9th that I think I'm going to go run over and try another F3. I might try the limited version, an upgraded model. So Nice. That was... Is that with saddlebags and everything, John? Yeah, that has a saddlebag and a windshield, but I don't think it has the back tour pack. So, um, okay. Or if I could really get on it, I want to try the uh, F3 Daytona 500. I, I do see one problem with this this model, though, John. What's that, my friend? $24,000. Yeah. What do you say? $24,000? <laughs> Yeah, for the F3S yes. Spider. And that doesn't include Ooh. transportation and preparation. Yeah. They're not, uh, I don't know why I didn't go out and buy one. So you, that makes your deal even sweeter, if you think oh, yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. But they're giving some major discounts. I, I know BRP called me multiple times and t- told me, hey, we got, you know, discount. So if you can find like a, 2015, they were got like $5,000 off. Um, oh, no, that would be nice. Bring it down right. around 18 range, yeah. And at the dealership where I test rode a day, I think I had a 2015, and it was there for, you know, 16 change. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, I'm sorry, what's the next one on your list for a model? Is it in the cruising line or a cruiser sport line no no it was going to be the um same f3 but i was going to go with a limited which would be add the tour packs and the i see it yeah the, the, well maybe it would be on a cruising tour yeah they call it cruise cruiser touring so it's i guess it's f3 in terms of the seating that f3 in terms of the where your feet are placed but it's touring because it has bags windshield and the top case Right. Well, it's a cruising tour, and I don't think it has the top case. It just has the side cases. So, a windshield. Okay. Yeah. That's the F3T. Yep. That's the one I was looking okay. at. Okay. Wow, that limited, the F3 limited is 30 grand. That's Roadmaster territory. <laughs> sure is. Electronic rear air suspension, heated seat, grips, and footboards. Holy cow. It's Roadmaster, hey, man. Six speaker audio system. Yeah, and there you go. Ouch. That's your ultra of the spider line. Yeah. So I mean, man, couch. Ouch. Yeah, keep but, saying it to just drive it home. Man, <laughs> couch? couch. What? Okay. Man, what, Hogan? Couch. That is oh, crazy. Wow. I didn't realize the T has a. Four-speaker audio system with USB port. Wow. Wow, the big RT Limited is 35 grand. Okay, that's getting out of hand now. That's craziness. Yeah, yeah that's that's a little too much. But I don't need that big of a bike. I don't need a pat backseat for anybody. Nobody rides with me, so what's the sense? So since we did that, Rich. Yes, sir. And I missed the last show. I want to hear about the Flying Fortress demo ride. Because <laughs> oh, because I got to yeah. tell you something. I asked you and you told me to keep quiet and it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> so I've waited for many weeks on this topic. <laughs> you haven't diverged anything. So, uh, Mr. I can't keep a secret. Yeah. Don't tell me anything. 
Well, <laughs> I th- I think the reason I I really didn't say anything is it was kind of it was kind of mixed. I wasn't I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't disappointed. It just I don't know. I'm somewhere somewhere in the middle, and now of course having an extra week to think about it or not think about it because I've been busy. But I guess there's the things that I like. Let's see if I can conjure this up again. Is the the overall feeling of the bike. So as I just was describing to Rico, it's like, this is like the badass bike that Batman would ride. Like when you see it, that's what you think. And then when you're on it, you get that same feeling. So I sort of equated it to my, my Magnum X one ride. So that's what I was feeling. I mean, you just, it just feels cool being on it. And it's, it feels like a lot of bike too. That's the other thing. So in terms of it, you know, walking and talking like a bagger, it's, it's definitely all there, you know, attitude and the feel. Uh, let's see other things I like smooth torque, plenty of power. I mean, the, the power delivery on that, that Guzzi is just wonderful. You just keep twisting the throttle and the revs come on pretty quickly and doesn't seem like it runs out of breath. I mean, it, it revs out to, I think seven, 7,000 or so. Didn't we look that up, Rico? I think it was around 7,000. Yeah, somewhere around the RPM. 7,000, some change. But yeah, and I, I was chatting with, with Zion about it a little bit one day. And, you know, he asked if I thought it was quicker than the Milwaukee 8. And I, at the time, yeah, I kind of felt like this would probably outrun the Milwaukee 8. Just in terms of its overall power delivery. Okay. But even, even if it doesn't, I would love to see a race between, you know, like a street glide and, and this flying fortress. All right. So, you know, I got the full story, John. So I got to, you know, re-pull his brain a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of abbreviating <laughs> it, but. <laughs> yeah, like drastically. All right. So, I mean, so, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we let's talk about the, the bike that you rode that looked a little worn. You know, we you know we were talking about you know yeah. the carbon fiber how it looked when it got dirty. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So one of our riders, Micah, was there the day before, and and he took a picture of it and sent it over. And he rode that bike plus a couple of other guzzies that day, and I think this the second day as well. And just the the way the carbon fiber looked in the front of the bike, so behind the front wheel and then the back part of the front fender, just it didn't wear the dirt well. It looked dirty. It looked worn. And I think as, as I had said before, it just was an ugly, dirty bike was kind of my first thought when I saw the picture and then kind of confirmed a little bit when I got up close to it, cause that bike was still there. And then the one that I rode wasn't nearly as dirty, but that carbon fiber is just gorgeous in person. Super, super thin panels. Like the front fender is just seems impossibly thin. And I, I love that carbon fiber and I'm drawn to a black bike with red accents. Anyway, it's like my favorite color combination, but yeah, as, as you asked Rico, just seeing it dirty, it was like, Oh, Oh no, I don't like that. I don't like seeing it dirty. Hmm. Maybe that's just my obsession with a clean bike, but it didn't look good to me. Right. So we also talked about, you know, the scratches that it may get on it and how how it looked with a scratch on it. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. As I got off the bike after my ride, we were standing around, a bunch of us were standing around talking and 
I noticed there was a pretty good scratch in the rear saddlebag and boy, that stuck out like a sore thumb. And I, I just kind of wondered what the maintenance on that would be. You know, how durable is that finish? Is it just going to get nicked and scratched? And, you know, you're not going to repair that. You're just going to replace it. So, you know, some things kind of crept into my mind about maintenance and upkeep and, okay, what happens if I ding one of these carbon fiber panels? What's it going to be like to get one of those? And as much as I love the look of it, and I'd like to have those nice lightweight parts, but yeah, I just kind of couldn't help thinking about the maintenance and what the bike's going to look like in you know five, six years. All right. So so I'm going to ask the question that I'm not sure if Rico asked, but we're going, I'm going to ask this. How's it compared to the FJ? Are you still stuck on it? Does this... Trump- uh, I don't think you can compare the two, really. Well, but I, I know you talk about trading in or getting a different bike. So would you take the FJ over the, the Moto Guzzi? Well, it, again, it's too hard to compare because you're you're about eight thousand dollars difference in price, you know, and it's it's a whole different bike. Yeah, I I know what you're getting at. Would I take my deuce down there and trade it for the Flying Fortress? Probably not. I mean, but not because I don't like the Flying Fortress, but because there's a larger gap in price. Okay, you know what I mean. Actually, it's well, probably more than eight thousand dollars price difference. It's probably more like. Let's see, what is it? It's ten five. Well, it's we would add the bags to the FJ, so that's another thousand or fifteen hundred. So let's call it twelve. And it's what? It's twenty. Is it twenty one, twenty two for the Guzzi? Do you remember, Rico? Yeah, 20, it's twenty twenty two. Twenty two. So yeah, so it's it's like a ten thousand dollars spread. All right. Well, let me ask a different question then. Let me ask. Okay. A since you said you have you you have mixed feelings about it, mm-hmm. do you still think about the FJ? From time to time, you want the FJ? yeah, sure do. Okay, I guess I guess how what I was trying to go or what I'm trying to say is, you sit there and and we got the FJ, you're like all over that thing. You're like, oh my god, this is the bike. <laughs> yeah, it was like an obsession. It still kind okay. of is. Okay, now let's put it this way. Is is the Flying Fortress that session or obsession, or are you kind of like, eh? All right, it's a bike. It's not. It's not quite that bad, John. But it's just not. All things considered, it's it's not going to be an obsession. It it's a gorgeous bike. I would love to have it. I you know I don't want to undersell that part. But you know, am am I going to start making sacrifices between now and, and September so I can put one in the garage for the fall? No, probably not. Okay. All right. I think you answered all my questions I have. about. I would I would have it over a street glide. I'll tell you that. Wow. Hey, have hey, it hey, over hey, a street hey, glide. Can you repeat that again? I didn't hear that quietly. Can you repeat that <laughs> one more time? I, I think I would have the MGX-21 Flying Fortress over a street glide. Wow. He would I don't, part the Harley... Family Rico. No, just now. I don't know about the road glide. I got to ride that again. But yeah, yeah, it's a diff. It's a totally different ride. It's a smoother ride at, at higher speeds, I think. And it's, I think, it's a lot quicker. I think it has a little bit more torque. And oh yeah, let's talk about that. Get getting on it, Rich. I mean, did you feel that little sway in the motor like we talked about? Yeah, in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little. uh that caught me by surprise a couple of times, especially in the corners. 
you know, give it a little, a little blip downshift. And it was a little more rock to it than I was expecting. It was like, Ooh, okay. Got to watch out for that. But you, you don't notice it under throttle. It's just when you, you make an abrupt change, you know, if you're sitting at the red light and you just twist the throttle. Yeah. It's, it makes quite a rock to it. Um, but once you get under, under power, it's, it's fine. But I think Rico, we also talked about the character of the motor. And that I really enjoy yeah. because it's a V twin, yes, but it's it's different. You know, it's different than a lot of the other V twins out there. It just has so much personality, so much character, and I even got a little bit of like the Modus feel. You know, where it's different, it's unique. It's a little, you know, it's a little rough with whatever they're doing to make it run rough. You know, at idle, and but it's butter smooth and super torquey once you get it underway. So it's a nice power plant. I like the engine. All right. So, and I asked Micah this question after he test wrote it, and and I want to get your opinion or question. Is since the head stick out, does it bother your legs position at all? Not mine. Nope. N- never okay. came in contact once. It's pretty close, but no contact there. Okay. And I didn't feel any heat either. Rico had the same thing on the California. He said... The heat somehow somehow goes around the bike and under your legs, but your legs don't get hot. So that was pretty neat. All right, cool. Now with that front fairing, Rich, did you feel any wind effect of the bike? You know, giving you that unease feeling you feel with a lot of bikes with the front fairing. Yeah, that was that was probably the most disappointing part for me. Is it didn't feel plant? I didn't get a feeling of confidence on the highway you know just the way the wind was hitting it and sort of twitching the forks I, I didn't really like that and i the way i was describing it to zion a couple weeks back after the ride was that it seemed like the steering head to me was a little too free you know i, I prefer my steering to have a bit more drag in it than what this thing had and it just seemed too twitchy you know the wind would hit the fairing and then it would it would just turn the bars ever so slightly. And that was a so unsettling. A yeah. Yeah. And it has a damper, which is funny. Yeah. It has one. It does have a damper. Oh, wow. But I don't know if it works. I know they put it, they put the damper on there to help the low speed maneuvering with the 21 inch front wheel. I don't know that it comes into play on the highway. Maybe it does. I'd have to check that. For my taste, it needed more dampening. <laughs> needed more all right so um did you get an opportunity to play with any of the uh the different modes that it has performance mode travel mode what are the different modes do you remember i was in i thought it was in the the high mode the velocity one but it turns out it wasn't it was in the touring mode when i got back but it certainly felt twitchy like it was in what it was called Veloce. Velocity, the the performance mode when you rode to California. You remember how you said it was yeah, real velocity. twitchy and yeah. Yep. So it felt like that because I had a hard time shifting it at high RPMs. I, I couldn't get a smooth shift out of it over like five grand. And that's what I thought. But when I got back, the Jim May from uh, Matthew's Fun Machines, he looked at it and he said, no, it's in the touring mode. So I guess it's just me. Wow. So you you know how it has those little 
fins underneath the front fairing did those, did those work at all <laughs> yeah i don't know you, i couldn't really feel it and i did like the airflow yeah. you i think you mentioned airflow earlier and that part i enjoyed because I, I enjoyed that minimalist front fairing where you still get quite a bit of air hitting you directly and just a nice amount of airflow the air didn't seem to me didn't seem all that turbulent so i thought that part of it was was pretty well done and that's why I'd have it over a street glide. I don't like that bearing. In ter- you know, in terms of the airflow. All right. I was going to say, did that put you guys to sleep? Nope, 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 nope. And I'm so sorry this is not better because... Oh, I don't want to say I, I was you- bananas over it last week, but I guess I had a lot more to say last week. Well, you talked about it already once, and the sad part is that got screwed up, and it's rehashing it, and you're not really, obviously not overexcited about it. It's a nice bike, but you're like, eh. Yeah, it was a nice bike. I enjoyed the ride. I felt good riding it, and if I had the money, I'm sure I would, I think I would have one. Well, that, or you'd find, or if you had the money, you might have something else there you'd like, different. Yeah. So. I like that it's unique. You're not going to see many of these around. That is true. Now, Rico. Mm -hmm. Hogan? Hogan. Hogan. I I heard you're playing this catch-up. I heard the big girl's been getting some some seat time. Oh, she's got a lot of seat time. So much, I had to put her down. (laughs) You had to put her down? Is your butt sore yet? Oh man, was it ever? I did uh fifteen hundred miles in four days. Oh come on, yeah. that's nothing. Oh man, man. But I says the one year the, rider. The, I know, right? You know, the day the last day we rode, you know, rode back from the mountains to Charlotte. And then my daughter calls and says, Oh, let's go hang out. So she wanted to go see a movie and go to dinner. So we we do that. And this whole time my arms are just like jello. And from riding his bike through the twisties all day, riding it all day long, and just, you know, kind of tooling around her, being a new rider, because she has never been on it. So she was kind of foiling around in the back, and and I was just thinking, oh, my God, please stop foiling around. Because I don't know, I didn't know if I had the, the muscle, you know, to, to, to hold the bike. I just keep, I kept thinking to myself, please don't wreck, please don't wreck. Because <laughs> it was just, I was just exhausted from just riding it all day. In, at that point, I was at getting close to thirteen five, you know, because I had to ride to Atlanta still. Mm. And uh, but but this was at twelve o'clock at night, and I'm just exhausted. I drop her off, I ride back to Joe's house, and just just took a shower and just died and just crashed. Pure exhaust. Yeah, no, 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 just exhaustion. I, I made it back safely, so I didn't drop the bike or anything like that. It's not well, crazy what like I meant that, was crash. Just, just exhausted. Yeah. What, what I meant by crash, you, you got to the room, back to Joe's, and rested, and then you found a bed, and you just crashed out. Yep. Yep. I did. All right. It's hot shower because I was just, I was just sore, exhausted. I just felt dirty from riding all day. I can't sleep like that, so I, I just had to, <laughs> you know, just take. A hot shower and just relax and just just fall out. Yeah, it's tough to go to sleep after that. Yeah, it was just that was a long day. 
because we we left we pulled out about um eight thirty nine o'clock right right after breakfast and it was you know it was twelve a.m. when I got off the bike going on to twelve thirty so that's a long day of being on a bike all right rough so what road did you have anything good well uh, trying to rehash back on the roads um yeah. dragon in the wet. It, yeah, the dragon. Yeah, we had to do the dragon tail in the you know right after a fresh rain. Mm-hmm. So as soon as as soon as we pull out from the lodge, uh, we hit this one road, and there had been just mud that washed across the road, and everybody was sliding around on that road, even me, and that really tightens up your butthole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you ride, and you slide out a little bit. Like, ooh, ooh. It's like tight, like Matt booty for a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're still on that net booty, huh? That booty, yeah. That's that's real tight when you think about it. That's how that's how that's how tight I got. It sure, it sure <laughs> is. It's, no matter how no matter how much you think you're prepared to take that slide, it's still it's mm-hmm. something. But uh got we we all got through that safely and then, you know, from that point on I was just thinking, you know what? I'm just gonna take it easy today. I just cruised, I didn't take any sharp leans, you know, I just kinda lazily took all my turns you know made sure i was upright in some of them and just just took my time and by the time we got to the dragon tail a lot of the you know where the sun was hitting the road spots were dry but when those some of those corners where they were shaded they were still wet so you really couldn't hammer up to a point and you know slow down enough to take some of the slippery wet or the wet asphalt turns but uh, we managed to get through it and um, everybody got through, had a great time, and, you know, we w- w- were able to continue on. That was another full day of riding. We got up early, we ate breakfast, and then we didn't get home till dark. And, um, you know, all all the the whole weekend was just, just great rides. I mean, I really, you know, now that I think back, I can't even think about all the roads, the numbers that we took. But from Dragon's Tail, Tennessee, up to... Um, uh, moonshine 141 you run uh, devil's whip again yeah, I, right in the diamondback devil's whip and yeah yeah we did that again oh wow and um yeah we just did a lot of i, I can't even remember all the roads but it, it was a lot of them it was a lot of great riding um but you know with some of the the rain during that weekend it was off and on the last day i think it was sunday uh turned out to be beautiful yeah, I just rode hard hard that day, took a lot of nice twisty roads and it was just great getting back to Charlotte and hanging out with the guys. We did the um we stopped at Sierra Nevada, had lunch there, so that was a great time. We took a bunch of photos, trying to think back. Just like Rich said, you know, trying to we we said it already, you know, we do, I'm giving you the the really high level <laughs> um um We'll apologize one more time for that. <laughs> Right. It's all good. But, uh, great time. Yeah. Yeah. All those roads out in the mountains are awesome. And I guess the biggest thing I'll say to anybody that rides, you know, the tail or any roads in the mountains, and I know people understand it, ride your own ride. Don't push it. Um, I know there's been, there's accidents a lot on the tail. And I saw a post that a WRX was going through the tail and overshot a turn. And ran head into an ambulance that was going to 
a motorcyclist down. So, you know, people got to take it easy and be safe in those roads. Also, I forgot to mention Iron Horse. The Iron Horse Lodge is where we stayed. Right. Yep. So that's a great, that's a great spot. I mean, you got to go up and check it out and stay the night in one of the the cabins. I mean, the, the one we stayed at, it had um, five rooms, and all of them were freshly um, um, remodeled. Okay. So it had granite countertops and everything, big screen, curved TV. I think it was like a 65, 70-inch curved screen TV. We had a garage that's parked all our bike, a wash and dryer, you know, a really nice kitchen. I mean, it was really nice. We set out, smoked cigars, and rocked wow. in rocking chairs. It was a great time. Well, I guess that July trip, you're going to be crying because we're saying it's a micro tail in. Oh, great. <laughs> it hit the sound of it. Hit the sound of it. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I just got a little puke in my mouth. I, I can't see Rico from here, but I can. I can feel all the energy just drained out of his body. <laughs> into you, a you felt that, right? Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, I guess dear. I'll be bedazzling my butt or something. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's where everybody else was staying, Rico. A lot of people were staying, so that's why I did that. That's going to be in that group. So. Okay, no worries. It should be fun either way. Yeah, it's just some place to lay your head down, right? For two nights. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah, we'll hit all those roads again. It'd be fun to do some of them again. I'm ready to get back out there and hit some of those twisties. So, what we got next, Rich? Well, we also need to talk about... Oh, one more thing. We're going to do a U-turn, but I forgot to mention, or need to mention from the prior episode that our, one of our newest riders, Chris, is not from Long Island. No. What the hell am I saying? I don't even know what I'm He's saying. He's from I, Long Island. <laughs> Chris is from Long Island, not Connecticut, as I said in episode 84, with which what feels like a year ago now. Yes. Yes. Are you ready for the U-turn? Hit the U-turn, my brother. Hit it. Well, John is our resident gear talker, and I know you have a sh- had a show request. Oops, giving it away. You have a show request, and originally you wanted the 1200, and I purchased one, and somebody else purchased one, but now, dun da da John? I, I own one now. <laughs> John's in the RF 1200 club, so? So, so here it? is... I'll give you the lowdown on this little story. So while I was at the demo ride at the uh, Team Power Sport, they put a table out with uh, stuff that was discounted. And they put on the table a Shoei RF-1200 in the size I needed. Uh, it's uh, matte black with yellow. Yeah, with a high, little high-vis yellow. Yeah, High-vis yellow. And um guy I was with said, asked how much was the table, how much was you know the cost. And they're like, it's 50% off. So if anybody knows how much an RF-1200 is, well, this one is $590. 
Nice. So half price is $295. So the guy that I was with kind of talked me into a little bit more and chatted with the wife and, you know, it's a little purchase. Wasn't planning to buy a new helmet and I ended up buying it. So how much can you get, you know, it's a no brainer. I needed to buy it. Shouldn't balked at it, but you know, that's, I got it. Yeah. So you you notice a big difference over the quest right away. Yes. There's so much more airflow in that thing. Like unbelievable airflow. And it's just sits there and I just feel all the air blown across the top and in the, the vent because the quest only had one at the top and one at the bottom and then two outlets in the back. And right. So, you know, pretty much on the 1200, there's four. Um, and before I was going, before I found the helmet, Shoei also came out with the new, it's called the RFS, RFSR, which is supposed to replace the Quest. And and the biggest thing they had that I liked that I wish the, the quest didn't have was the removable liner. Yeah, so, that's nice. So it got the removable liner, and the weight difference is so much more different. So that's that's pretty cool. So yeah, those I, those two I am, little air inlets on the top of the helmet, those are so nice. And as I've ridden with it since, the pin lock has worked great on it. Um, it's just an awesome helmet. And as I said to Natalie, I said, you know, I'm glad I got the quest because if I didn't have the quest, I wouldn't have realized how great the 1200 is. Exactly. That's the same thing I've had. My, my modular helmet was not all that expensive, but you're hundred percent right. I appreciate my 1200 more because I wore that Fulmer for years. Yeah. And when I feel the weight of them side by side, there's no comparison. I mean, I think the weight different might be like a half a pound. Yeah, it's but but it's yep. But it's just like, oh my God, that's that's so much and so comfortable. And I just enjoy it and and I'm not sure about you know noise wise, wind flow, if it's quieter than the quest or not. I mean Air goes across it, I think, totally different. And in fact, I think I've hit some wind one day, and I think the helmet, the air blew over the helmet a lot better than the Quest because I know I've been in a lot of wind um, rides with the with the Quest that just felt like my head was blown all over the place. And I think the 1200 did so much better job with the flow, like you did from the Florida trip yeah. and how you talked about how the, the it just felt like it flowed over so nicely. Yeah, it didn't seem like you were fighting it as much as you were you were just maneuvering or, or managing the wind, I should say. You know, did a yep. much better job of managing it, going around the helmet, keeping it more stable. Yeah. Cause I wore sure. for the for the Guzzi test ride, the Flying Fortress, I put on my old helmet because it's the only one that has a, a GoPro mount on it, so I could get a video. Right. And I was hating it. I'm like, oh, this helmet is heavy. The visibility is terrible. The airflow into the helmet is terrible. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to suck it up and, and put a sticky on the new helmet, even though I don't want to. So are you planning, where you, well, since we're kind of talking about that, where are you planning on putting the sticky? Are you going to do the side or are you going to do the front? No, I, I think my only choice is to do a front mount. All right. So on that advice, 
you need to go down to you need to look at Target and you need to look at the stuff called Sergu. Okay. It's it's a putty that is moldable and it's like twelve dollars sort of stuff. You need to look online at your targets because some of them don't have it. Or you get it online or you know, yeah, so the, up here. So it'll so, stick, otherwise it won't it's not the right. perfect surface for even the rounded sticky. Right. So I did that on one day I put the round the curve helmet sticky on it. Got in two places and while I went out riding and next thing I know it was coming off. Yeah. So this is what the motor bloggers have used is this stuff. It's a putty that foams in twenty four hours it turns into like rubber. It does not move. All right. I'll look at that because the only place on my new helmet, as as everyone will recall, because it was custom painted, right in the chin is the only place where it has no graphics. Okay. That's right. So it's the only place where I can put it without covering up something. Yep. So this is what I would rec- That's the stuff I'd recommend. And the chin mount works really well, um, in my opinion. So yeah, it's a good look. It really is. And the, the thing I don't like about the side one is you can't get the helmet out of the shot. Yep, that's one downside. And then the other thing you got to think about is on the helmet, if you put it on the side, you know, you got that wind blown on that on that GoPro. Yeah, that's another you're gonna, thing. You, you're going to mess up the airflow of the helmet. So in the front, it might mess it up a little bit, but I haven't noticed it that much. So Yeah. Yeah, one more thing on your sh- showy helmet. I'm just looking at the RF1200 on their website where they list mm-hmm. all the different graphics. They have some really cool graphics for this 1200 series. Yeah, so I think the deal is is the paint, the graphic one I have, and I think you know you talked about years, and we talked offline years was you think was right around the four hundred dollar range, and and that's the difference is the graphics they had another hundred dollars on graphics. Yeah, it says here they start at four eighty five. Yeah, and the graphic ones are five eighty nine. So yeah, you're right, hundred bucks more. And I think mine was also during a, a sale at Cycle Gear because mine was less than right. four hundred. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think the thing is, is that this is an outdated graphic and the helmet was manufactured in, I think in 2013. Okay. But, you know, everything wise was, was all brand new. Everything has it, you know, so no, no complaints from the showy. The, the thing I'm probably going to buy next for it is the transition lens visor. Oh, that's a lot of money. Well, you know, it is, but start thinking about this. If you have two lenses, which I do, sixty dollars, right? So it's right. So you bought an extra lens, which was an extra sixty dollars. Yep, two pin locks or three, I forget. Right. So I mean, by the time you get done with it, it comes out to be cheaper to just carry the one. Have the one. I mean, I know it's a lot, but you're not buying two lenses. It comes with one. You're only buying right. one. Right. But you're buying one, so you got bought, and then you got to carry around two, and you got to change them out and swap them. And you know how good luck I've had with those. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and then the advantage I yeah. have is I wear glasses. So if I wear the smoke one and it just gets dark, I just ride with the visor up. Right. And then the other thing you got to think about is then you got to carry around that other lens. If you want it. Yeah. So that's where, where I come into play. So I have a hookup to get dis- to ride all day. Yeah, I know. Right. Like Rico. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> well, it's as, been a while for me. It's more being sad sack that I don't ride all day. Right. And, and I got one of those visors that kind of flipped down. 
Yeah. Smoke clouds and flip down. So I got the best of both worlds. So sorry. Yeah, hey. but your helmet weighs like 50 pounds. Hey, don't knock it. Okay, 55. <laughs> I got a strong neck. Right. All right. So there's our gear review. So RF 1200, thumbs up. Man, major thumbs up. Double thumbs. Good job. Well, we'll get a report on that in a year or so when you when you get 10, 15,000 miles on it, the way your years are going. I know, right? Dog years. Talk about mileage. Let me say, I think I ended at the year about 13.8. Nice. Wow. Very, yeah. very nice. That, yes, it is. Yeah, it was. So... So 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 we got some racing news, Rich? Um, not really. Well, racing news really just that I tried to watch Flat Track last week and <laughs> yeah, Indian is just stinking up the show, so I'm I just have <laughs> no desire whoa. to watch it. You're done watching Flat Track racing because all it is is the Indian show? Yeah, they I mean, good for Indian. I'm, you know, good on them, but it's just not exciting to watch. I'm sorry. There's no competition well, for hardly. it, which is really, that's boring. That's not racing. It's like an Indian parade, <laughs> which you can see at your local watering hole. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Rico, are you watching any of it? Do you give a rip? I know you don't watch much racing. So. No, I don't, I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a crap. No. <laughs> as long as Indian wins so you can ride me about it. Exactly. That's all I will care about. Uh, well, even after this last weekend, they I think they swept the podium again, one, two, three, and they're they're undefeated for the season. Mm. Crazy. Wonder what wonder what's wrong with Harley. Wonder what their problem is. I don't know. I, I don't want to beat them up about Low it bikes. either, but yeah, it's like the Sissy are just done. They're just experimenting for next year. I don't know. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Well, we do have some sad news when it comes to racing, too. Yeah, some very sad news. I've I've been watching World Superbike this year, which has been exciting in general, but you know, also exciting that you have we have an American in the field. But you know, sadly, we have to report that uh, that Nikki Hayden died on Monday due to injuries oh. from a cycling accident. So, not a motorcycle accident. Not a motorcycle. He was on a bicycle. And some he ran into a car. A car pulled out in front of him, I think I saw. Yeah, I didn't read all the details, it, but it was just, just terribly sad. The guy, was he was very young. Yeah. Well, our wishes go out to his family and wish them the best during this time of mourning. Yep. Indeed, yeah. Right. Hope everyone just, you know, respect the family a little bit. Let them... You know, get through their their hard times and and move on with it. Okay, want to give a little eight days a week update, Mister Hogan? We need a little sound. Let's do it. We need a little jingle or something. Yeah, I Dang. thought Rico was working on that. Hook me up with that. <laughs> yep, yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> See Beatles for inspiration. All right. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Ben Gilmore, who was on, I forget the episode number now, John will look it up, and he was on talking about the Isle of Man 
are living on the Isle of Man and of course the TT that we enjoy. And he sent us the his seven plus one or eight days a week, as we're now calling it, a while back. But of course, you've already heard about our recording trials and tribulations. So Ben's list goes like this. Sport bike. Yamaha YZFR1. And he says, perfect for the Isle of Man TT perfect. mountain course. No speed limit. <laughs> as if you needed another reason to go to the Isle of Man. Uh, I know, right? That is a perfect bike for that, though. Uh, for road trips, he wants the BMW F800GS Adventure for trips over the Pan American Highway and an Africa Cross Continent trip is still on his bucket list. Nice. Gotta have your adventure bike. He also wants to do an Indian road trip on a Royal Enfield Classic 500, another uh, road trip that he's always dreamt of doing. Let's see, daily SUV. This is near and dear to Mr. Hogan's heart. 2017 Land Rover <laughs> Discovery. Discovery. But you know what? They got the new Velar. It's looking pretty sweet. You like that? I do. I like that. Not bad. I don't think, I don't, I don't think I'll ever have it off-road, but... Yeah, I know. That's, that's the sad yes. reality with these is... You know, that's gorgeous vehicles. Like, and I know they're capable, but yeah, you pay that much money for uh, no, I don't want no scratches or dings or anything. Yeah, something like that. All right, his work vehicle, thirty-one foot Costa Rican custom sport fisher, his current boat. (laughs) Yeah, that's his charter. Love that boat, by the way, in Costa Rica. Now this one's exciting. I had to look this up. His long-range, multi-day fishing adventure choice is a 2017 Maverick 50-foot sport fishing yacht with twin 12.9-liter Caterpillars pushing 850 horsepower each. <laughs> Dang. Rocket. Well, you probably want to have both engines in case one decides to crap out out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, multi-day for sure. So. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I had to I had to look at that. That was just that's just cool. We'll put some pictures to that in in the show notes. That's a, that's a neat piece. All right, let's see. One two more. Weekend Warrior, Epic Bay Boats 25 foot sport console, perfect for me, my buds, and a cooler beer. And I think we agree with that. Yeah, I like the way he thinks. And the sentimental nod, his project bike a 1985 Suzuki RG500, a gift for his dad. How sweet. That's awesome. I thought that yeah. was cool. So, so kind of going back to his R1. Yeah. And I know, Rico, you're into, you love your Yamaha. Have you ever I listened do. to an R1 with the, the Toshi exhaust? Yes. There's a guy. That's a screamer. I have a guy I ride with that lives about an hour and a half away from here that has an R1 with his exhaust. Holy freaking that 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 exhaust <laughs> sounds like a damn race engine. Mm-hmm. And it's just love like, it. It's oh, it's like I I think it's louder than Rich's because he's even behind me. I still hear him. Oh man, <laughs> it's like it's like music in your ears. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you can't hear him coming, oh, yeah, you're not paying attention, right? 
Yeah, but we're all. They don't sound like. But we're they all, don't sound like uh, sewing machines. That's for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the interesting one was as well. We were out riding here Sunday with him, and he came up here, and we're out riding, and the cross planes was right underneath his legs, and he was he was saying it was awful hot from all the exhaust and everything. Was it? Were you slow road riding, or like where were you guys riding? Uh, we're kind of doing some back road stuff. Yeah. All right. Some little stuff. We went off a little quick ride. Um, the um, the app I socialized with with Moto Amino in the North Carolina channel. There's a couple guys in the area, and there's some others that we got together on uh, Sunday night about four o'clock. We met up and went for a little about two hour little ride. And then we went out and had dinner. So there's about five of us. Yeah, five of us. Nice. So good little group. Now, you guys are doing a run to Charlotte at some point, right? Yeah. So so uh, June 10th, we are meeting up um, down in Charlotte. I don't remember the exact address. I think it's 2701 Fremont Street, I think. Hmm. And there's going to be a big group down there. The, the all the North Carolinian, North Carolina um, guys. That's what they're supposed to meet up at, and the East Coast meet. So, and then there's supposed to be a little ride out from there. I'm not sure where, but they're planning to do a little ride. So you should come over, Rich. Uh, even if it was only for a few minutes, come on a bike and come on over there and meet these guys. There, a lot of them are sport bike riders, but there's a few cruiser guys. And which which day is it again? North Carolina's in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Oh, the date. Is I said June it was 10th. day. Yeah, it's the tenth of June. So okay, uh, two weeks, two three weeks, weeks away. Sounds good. Well, speaking of events and hanging out, Johnny, do we have anything coming up? Yeah, man, we got some cool stuff coming up. So, so I don't know if you want to count this. We're going to say this in June. This loud pipe meetup. There's kind of a loud pipe meetup a little bit. It's a mini meetup. Mini meetup. So we'll throw this out there that. Uh, Zion is going to be coming back uh, from his vacation, going to be swinging into uh, Myrtle Beach area, and I'm playing, or I've already booked my room, I'm heading down there to meet up with him, and going to meet up with Deb, and Rich is planning to go, so so maybe, since we're going, maybe Rico could come ride with us. Uh, sadly, we already talked about it. He's, uh, yeah. He is consumed. Yep. Rico. I know. I'll be thinking about you though. Yeah, I'm. I'll be in a class that week. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're going to learn how to do some more blacksmith. I forgot about that. Yep. All right. And it starts Sunday, right? I think it starts Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Yep. The Sunday coming up. So okay. So next one is the July Homestead Hills Hoot Nanny 2017 that Rico and. uh, is going to meet me in Boone, and we're going to go do some riding in the mountains with some of those other motor bloggers, and maybe we'll meet up with the Moto Nobodies as well, some of those guys, hopefully, on Saturday. And then, as you probably have guessed from our last show, um, we talked about the Motorcycle Podcast Challenge. We are kicking that off on June. Well, as we have to correct this now. 22nd, 22nd. is the start. And it'll end on July 12th. Uh, we will have our first recording on the June 21st night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we'll start everything off on the 22nd or after the show. Everybody can run off and 
do the scavenger hunt. Go get your letters. Yep. So yeah, check the, out. And the new ahead. podcast went up. So the the new website, well, same address, MotorcyclePodcastersChallenge.com, but all new website, uh, podcast specific to that. John and I did the first episode, and that went out yesterday. So you can get it from the website. It should be in iTunes in the next couple of days and, you know, in most other outlets. But uh, for now, probably the website is the best place to go. And and also the rules and the sign-up sheet are both live. So any teams or listeners wishing to participate, go ahead and sign up. And then the other event that we have going on is, of course, the Barber Vintage Festival. All right. One in the cup. So Thank you, that's uh, October 6th through the 8th, and we are planning to go in if everything plays the cards in the deck. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for that, John, and thanks, Rico, for hanging out. We, I guess we did our best for r- round three of episode 85, we'll call it. All right. All right. Hopefully this goes well. Right. And it's good audio. And before we sign off, let's take a moment to thank our riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support and bearing with us over the last couple of weeks. That would be our first five riders, Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Barbershop riders, Chuck and Chris. Riders group, Steve, Mike, Micah, Jim, Kenny, and Roger. And insider, Darren. And we want to welcome Jim back to the clubhouse. He'd kind of been on hiatus for a while, so glad to have him back in there mixing it up with the group. We've got our Slack bot tuned in, just as snarky as ever, so that's been a lot of fun as well. Uh, loudpipes.net slash donate is the place to be if you want to join the fellas in the clubhouse and listen to our downshift and things like that. Loudpipes.net slash store is the place to be if you want to get in on the screen print order before the end of May um, for the Loudpipe shirt or the, the new Motorcycle Podcaster Challenge shirt, and we may have some changes coming to that soon so so stay tuned to that one uh, additional information for this episode including links and images can be found on our website loudpipes.net slash 85 finally so here you'll find links to leave us feedback subscribe to the show follow us on social media johnny john hit the ride out button since i'm not there kickstands up hogan chupila All right, Johnny John. Later, guys. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.